buying a home? Don't panic. Just listen to the rest of this podcast. Welcome to Home Inspection Authority Straight Talk Podcast with me, John LaForme. Are you a home buyer, a realtor, or maybe a home inspector? If you are, then this podcast is definitely for you. So let's get right into some straight talk about home inspections. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Episode 7. Today we're going to talk about setting expectations for the home buyer when they show up for their home inspection and what they should expect. So I want to start off right away with uh, what paragraph 9B of the California Association of Realtors California Residential Purchase Agreement says. Seller shall make the property available for all buyer investigations. Seller shall have water, gas, electricity, and all operable pilot lights on for buyer's investigations and through the date possession is made available to buyer. That's pretty straightforward and pretty clear. So the purpose of that statement is to make sure, you know, you can test and inspect all the systems that your home inspector is there to inspect. And quite often, I myself and I'm sure a a lot of other home inspectors show up and the gas is turned off. Sometimes the water's turned off. And guess what? We're not there to turn on your gas. We are not there to turn on the water. I personally will not touch any of those valves for uh, liability reasons. If the gas is off to a house, you got to think about that and you know use caution when you're thinking about that. Because let's say, for example, there's a gas leak in the house that somebody forgot to mention. And then somebody comes up and turns the gas on. And now all of a sudden we have active gas leak in the house. That's dangerous. Now you don't want that to happen. So that is why home inspectors will not turn on your gas. Even if it's not locked, they're not going to do it. Same thing with the water. Why is the water turned off at a house? That, that makes no sense to me. Unless somebody knows there's a leak there. Maybe there was an active leak. Maybe someone noticed the toilets kept running, making a lot of noise. So, oh, let's just turn off the water. So, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, And that that limits what your inspector has been hired for. So it's not something uh, I like to tell a buyer, my client, oh, by the way, um, I'm here for your home inspection, but I already noticed that the water's turned off, the gas is turned off. Let's hope the electricity's still on. So I don't like telling anybody that. I really get bothered by that. I've, you know, I can get a little upset about that sometimes uh, because I just think it's really, really bad business for the selling side not to have that home ready for you as the buyer. If I was the buyer on a house and I showed up with inspectors that I paid money for and they couldn't do what they were paid to do, because of the neglect on the seller side, I would have I walked away from that escrow. Absolutely. 
Because that is just bad business. And if they're de- if if that's how they deal with stuff uh, by leaving you hanging like that, I wouldn't even want to do the rest of the transaction. That's just me. But um, and here's another caveat to that, which is now that I've mentioned, oh, the gas is off, or the water's off, or the electricity's off. Now, guess what? The uh, you or your your realtor is going to start making phone calls. And then the uh, person on the other end of the phone, who's not at the job, not at the inspection site, uh, is going to swear up and down that all the utilities are on while we're standing there with nothing on. And this happens quite often. I find it quite comical. Um, what do you mean the gas is off? Well, just tell your inspector to turn it on. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, maybe you can call a gas company and maybe they'll come right out. I doubt it, but you could try. But anyways, that's what happens if uh, the sellers have not prepared the house for you. And that's a real negative when you're showing up. And I see a lot of disappointed faces and unhappy clients. And I don't enjoy being around that. So I don't like it any more than the buyers do. So with that being said, that's that's what you should expect is to have all of the utilities on. Now, to play it safe, I would definitely, but well, before your inspection happens, if you book it two days before or maybe a week before, always have your realtor confirm with the sellers that everything is on. It's very important to make sure everything is on. And sometimes you just can't take their word for it. Maybe your realtor needs to actually show up at the house before the inspection day and just go through and just turn everything on and make sure everything's ready to go. Sometimes you got to do a little more legwork to get to get things done the proper way. So that's a, the best advice I can give is just stay on top of your realtor to make sure they're staying on top of the, the seller's realtor to make sure everything is going to be ready to go, readily accessible, with no issues. Here's another thing to be aware of. Is there dogs on the property? If there's dogs in the yard, the inspector's probably not going to go in the yard if it's a big dog. So that's another thing. If the sellers are going to leave and they leave their dogs behind, that's another limitation. If there's a big dog in the yard and he's not friendly, if he's barking like crazy, I'm not going to go in that backyard. So once again, you want to make sure everything is ready to go for you. This is your time to look at the house with your inspectors and make sure you know all the information and get all the facts of the condition of the house. So it's important to understand what you hired your home inspector to do. And that is why there's what's called an inspection agreement in place that usually gets read and accepted digitally before the inspection day happens. Um, Because, you know, if you don't read that, and then you just have all these ideas in your head because maybe your dad told you or your uncle Bob told you or or maybe one of your friends just bought a house and they think they're experts now so maybe they told you about oh hey yeah make sure your uh make sure your home inspector uh, gets up on the telephone pole and make sure those wires are secure between your house and the and and the telephone pole okay it's real important to under just read the inspection agreement um it's going to probably come with a uh, what's called the standards of practice, which is what the uh, 
the little list of what we look at, we all follow. So because we're in California, we follow the CREA standards of practice. And that's going to cover the five major systems of the house, such as roofing, electrical, plumbing, heating and cooling, and foundation. So a lot of times what happens when I show up is I say, hi to everybody. How are you? My name's John. This is what I'm going to do today. Um, it's going to take me probably two, two and a half hours for this house. Unless it's a really big house, it'll take longer. I like to be very upfront with that to let people know, hey, look, if you got something to do, go ahead and do it because I'll still be here when you get back. So if you got to run some errands, by all means, go run those errands. Um, I don't need anybody there for me to do my job. All I need the uh, sellers to do is make the home completely accessible and I can do it without any help from my clients, from the realtors, anybody. So nobody needs to be at the inspection. However, I do recommend if you can't make the beginning of the inspection, definitely show up towards the end so your home inspector can go over his findings and let you know the condition of the house and answer your questions because we can't answer your questions until after the inspection's over because we have to look at the entire house to get the entire picture of the condition of the house. So this is what happens when the buyer doesn't show up. Now understand the buyer read the agreement, hopefully, (laughs) and and then uh, made the payment, which is great. So now your home inspector shows up, he starts working, and all of a sudden the buyer's parents show up or, or cousins or uncles or sisters or brothers. And they're like, you know, can I show you something? I'm like, well, what do you want me to show me? Uh, and they take me over to the water pond. Yeah, we noticed the water pond's not working. Well, well that's not included in the home inspection. Oh, Okay. Well, can you check the fire pit too? Because we can't seem to turn it on. Well, that's not included in the home inspection either. So this is the importance of understanding what to expect. That happens a lot when mom and dad shows up, when the buyers can't show up. And that's, that's actually kind of funny. It's always the same list, uh, routine list of questions. And, oh, by the way, we noticed the uh, swimming pool tiles are falling off. Well, uh, you're your son didn't hire me to inspect the pool. I gave him the option, but he said no. So I won't be inspecting that either. And they kind of look at me like, wow, I just showed you three things and you don't look at any of them? Yes, when I don't look at those three things, but I'm going to look at probably 200 other things in the house if you let me get back to work. Let's discuss what you should not expect your home inspector to expect. Number one, swimming pool. Don't expect your home inspector to include that with your home inspection. It's not part of the house, so don't expect that. Um, A lot of home inspectors do offer pool inspections as a separate service for an additional fee, and that's fine, but just make sure you clarify that when you hire your home inspector. The home does have a pool. Not all information listed online shows everything about the house. And some listings do not have very good photos. So your home inspector may look up the property, may not see that it has a pool. So once again, we don't want you to be disappointed. We just need all the facts when you call to hire us or when your realtor calls to hire us. That way there we can set expectations for everybody and let you know right away what we're not going to cover so you can get the other specialists there 
to cover the systems we do not cover. Next thing would be fireplace. Uh, A lot of inspectors would do a visual of the fireplace. I do not. Um, I think inspecting the fireplace for home inspectors is pointless because every time the home inspector is finished with your fireplace, he's going to recommend you get a, a, a chimney specialist anyway. So I kind of put that up front with my customers and let them know right away, I'm not going to talk about the fireplace. I'm not going to look at the fireplace or the chimney. You need a specialist out there. I'm not inspecting that part of the house. So it's another thing. Both parties need to be clear on. So you can get a chimney specialist there the same time as your home inspection. It's the smartest thing you can do is get a level two chimney inspection. And then uh, lawn sprinklers. Lawn sprinklers are not part of your house. They're for your landscaping. They should not be assumed to be part of the home inspection. This is my most commonly asked question at every house. Oh, did you check the sprinklers? No, I did not. I did not check the sprinklers. So that's something you can have a discussion with with your gardener. After you take possession of the house, maybe you can hire the uh, seller's gardener if he's any good. You know, Maybe just keep that service going and have them test everything right in front of you to show you everything is working as intended and it's not leaking all over the yard. Uh, then let's discuss uh, solar panels. Solar panel systems are not part of a home inspection Uh, They actually need to be looked at by, I always recommend call the installer and have them come back and just take a look at everything and make sure everything's working as intended because a home inspector has no way of knowing if the solar panels are working as intended. And then uh, some homes, some bigger homes and fire areas may have fire sprinkler systems installed inside the home. That's another thing we do not test. We do not inspect the pipes. Of course, if we can see a pipe in an attic and we see it might be dripping, or maybe the uh, sprinkler head might be dripping, or there's stains around the drywall, we'll bring that to your attention. But we're not there to test the fire sprinkler system. We're just looking for any evidence of water damage like we would during the regular inspection anyway. Those are the biggest things that are not part of the home inspection. Other homes may have, you know, some other accessories outside, auxiliary buildings, um, stuff like that. Like we're not going to inspect your tool shed that's in the backyard. You know, we're not going to inspect um, a horse stable unless the inspector specifically says he can do that for you and so forth. We don't do those types of things. We're there for the main living area, which is the main house. Uh, If there's an ADU, auxiliary dwelling unit, which is very popular nowadays, like a lot of people convert their garages. That can be part of the home inspection if it's called out and you let your home inspector know that it's there. Um, Many times I show up to a house, I ask the people on the phone, hey, is it a single family? Yes, it is. And I show up and there's an ADU in the backyard. Well, you want me to inspect that, then I got to charge you additional fee. Because now I'm looking at two water heaters, two furnaces, uh, and two kitchens, multiple bathrooms, another roof to look at, maybe an attic, maybe it has a crawl space, who knows. So it's more work, so it's more money. So it's always good to be very upfront with your home inspector when you hire them so they have a really good idea of what they're walking into. Let's talk about some more limitations for your home inspector and other inspectors you may have invited to the uh, 
home inspection party. So if it's an occupied home, there's going to be furniture, of course, you know, personal belongings, cars, storage, all kinds of stuff around the house, inside the house, in the garage. So, for example, if uh, this particular house has a lot of storage up against the exterior walls around the property, well, those walls can't be looked at. And, you know, we can't comment on something we can't see. So, once again, it's a visual inspection. So, we're trying to, hopefully we can see the siding, whether it's stucco, wood, whatever it might be. Um, That's our goal is to look at the whole property for you, the whole house for you. And uh, when an occupied home is what we're inspecting, it comes with many limitations, that being one of them. Another one might be, uh, you know, some people have a lot more stuff than other people. Uh, Some people have a mild case of hoarding. Sometimes there's excessive hoarding. And this really limits what we can tell you about the house. So in that case, you know, we do our inspection, we tell you what we did find, and we also let you know, hey, look, we couldn't look here, we couldn't look there, we couldn't look over there for these reasons. So when you actually take possession of the house, you could, you know, find that some of those areas that were covered by storage have damage or need attention in some way. So those are things you can expect if you're inspecting an occupied home. And another thing is sometimes we can't get into the attic. The attic access is blocked or there is no attic access because somebody decided to seal it off. So that's another limitation right there. Uh, When it comes to garages, garages are part of the home inspection uh, whether it's detached or attached. Um, a lot of times people put everything they have in this, inside their garage, which means we can't see the walls. All we can see is, you know, what's a big pile of storage is all, typically all we can see. So uh, those are just li- realistic limitations that you should expect if the home you're buying is currently occupied by the seller. Another limitation that could happen is reaching electrical panels. We definitely want to take a look at your electrical panels, sub panels, if there is any. And a lot of times these are blocked by storage. Uh, sometimes there's a refrigerator in front of a, a sub panel in a house or just a bunch of storage outside where you can't even get to it. So, uh, you know, that's, that's unfortunate and it definitely causes uh, a little bit of doubt and, and uh, uh, disappointment with the with the buyers when I have to tell them that because I don't like I don't like telling people that I couldn't look at something. But anyway, um, that's the reality of inspecting an occupied home, a lot of limitations. And you may see something when you move into an empty house that was not able to be viewed by the inspector during the inspection. So those are things you definitely want to keep in mind. Uh, another couple of things I want to cover is what you should not expect from your home inspector is to comment on cosmetic issues. If I see a door inside of a house and it's scratched or something, but the door still works, I'm not going to write that up. That's just cosmetic. You can sand it or paint it or something like that. So that's a not, that's commonly brought up. Oh, there's a hole in the wall. It's drywall. Just patch it. You know, it's, 
it's not hurting the house in any way. It's just there. So those are things that I don't want a home buyer to think, oh, well, John's going to tell me that. Well, I don't think I really need to tell you that. It's pretty obvious somebody punched a hole in the wall or the doorknob went through the wall or something like that. So cosmetic stuff is not what we're there for unless it's damage. Okay, if the door is actually damaged and does not work, well, then I'm going to write that up. Okay, so that wraps up this episode seven. And once again, I want to go back to the paragraph 9B of the California Association of Realtors California Residential Purchase Agreement. Once again, the seller shall make the property available for all buyer investigations. That means you. Seller shall have water, gas, electricity, and all operable pilot lights on for buyer's investigations and through the date possession is made available to the buyer. Keep that in mind. Say that to your realtor. Remind them that that paragraph is there. Maybe they forgot. But that's the key here is to make sure that home is ready for your time to inspect it and get all the facts about the house before you proceed with your transaction. So thanks again for listening. And if you're new to the podcast, check in once a week. We should have a new one for you. Always based on home buyers, homeowners, home inspectors, and realtors. And uh, I do have a YouTube channel as well. It's uh, Home Inspection Authority on YouTube. And you will find some videos that are helpful, home maintenance videos, uh, hilarious, what were they thinking videos that I film during a home inspection when I find something really ridiculously done. So check those things out. Uh, like and subscribe if you like the channel. And, and uh, if you subscribe, you'll get notifications on any new videos, which I try to do also once a week. That's it for now.